Welcome to another episode of the NPCs. What are you playing? Uh, I'm Kyle, joined by Travis. Hi. It is September 17th, and we've actually played some new games. Well, yeah, no, we both have this week. Yeah, I did. I was I was there. I did it. I, I contributed to this this time. You instead did. Instead of being and just I, I was, old I was kind of there stuff. in spirit. I, I did watch. <laughs> mhm. But Oh, and I just realized there's a game from a couple weeks ago. I'm looking here at my desktop and there's a game here that I actually haven't even talked to you about yet oh, from man. a couple weeks ago and I'm going to have to bring that up. So uh but we can get to that of course here soon, but I want to hear about I want to hear what this game is about though from you this uh you're telling me about this before we started. Severed Steel. Yeah, so I, I did pick up some uh, new games this week and as well. And yeah, just before we uh, got on, I was playing the Severed Steel. It has, I, I don't know, the uh, videos in it are basically like motion comics. So if you've ever watched any of the like Marvel motion comics where there's just slight motions, you know, or like... S- you know, a panel change will happen and it's only the the characters like raising their hands or different facial changes and text will pop up. It kind of feels like that for the, the like in between videos, but there's not a whole lot to the story. You kind of start as a per this girl that she has her arm cut off and you're trying to escape a lab and you're just given like an objective per area. And it's like real quick bullet time matrix like uh i i don't i don't even know like 80s neon like the the uh futuristic uh color wheel i don't i don't even know how to describe the graphics eye bleeding that's for sure but some of it gives me a tron-ish vibe though too like some of the like the hard bright neon lines in in some parts and then just the darker metal carbon fiber ish textures in that has Mm -hmm. some of a somewhat of a cyberpunk meets Tron type vibe to it. Yeah. And I, I, this is one that was on my wish list and I had completely forgot about until it popped on my, uh, my, uh, wish list thing like early this afternoon. And I was like, Oh, I is it because it's on sales? Um, no, just cause it released today. Oh, okay. So I was like, I had better check this out because I don't remember which uh, Summer Games uh, event that they had shown it on, but I was super interested. I was like, wow, that's like Neon Matrix right there. Um, that The gameplay, though, is, is something else. You start off, and if there, there are certain areas you won't start off with a gun. And in which case you have to like either slide and like run up and kick or punch someone and then grab their gun. 
But if you're like sliding, especially in slow mo, I think it like just auto grabs the gun for you. Um, okay. But I don't know. Every every time you you make a kill, um, it increases your bullet time and your health. So as as long as enemies continue to funnel into an area, because each area will have its own objective, and a couple of them have been kill all the enemies. So some sometimes they just don't uh, continue to funnel in. There there's a finite amount, but there are other areas where you'll be running around, and until you get to the final objective, you have to continue fighting enemies that will show up and show up and show up. It feels like. But it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely interesting. It's not as difficult as I thought, but it is more more difficult than you would expect. I can really see the challenge in it because I'm watching, uh, since like you just said, it released today, Steam has um, a live stream from the developers right now of mm-hmm. it going. And yeah, it looks like in some of these situations, they just... You think you clear out an area, but then like four or five more enemies just appear and like right over there in that spot after you've moved over to the next batch. So it's uh, one review actually on here on Steam actually said, and I can agree with this, is that it's like it's got a a John Wick kind of style to it, of course, by including the bullet time. Oh, yeah. um, You know, or with the bullet time included uh, just because of the the guns, the shooting, the the running around, the the pace of things, oh, especially yeah. in the gun I, battles, I get, though, too. I get super hot from from John Wick as well because the way the the locomotion of, of the game, how how you progress, and like you'll be killing an enemy, and all of a sudden you're out of ammo, and the next thing you actually do before you grab a gun, unless you hit E to grab a gun, is you throw your gun. Hmm. Okay. So it, it's like part of the natural locomotion that once you're out of ammo, just throw the gun. And if you're sliding and there's one next to you, you pick it up. And or if there's one flying at you, you know, and you happen to have thrown it, you grab that gun and you keep going and going. You know, it, if you stop, you die. That that seems to be how it goes quite often. And at times okay. it can cause the levels. Um. Especially like the first level, it seemed really tight, and there was just a lot of enemies, so it seemed very frantic, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but after I got a couple levels in, um, I did actually enjoy it, and, and I'm I'm through the first chapter, actually, and uh, the game has ray tracing, so I played through That the, is pretty cool. I, yeah, and I played through the entire first chapter without ray tracing. Just because I wanted to know what I could expect when I went back in and activated the uh, ray tracing and went full graphics on this guy. But, you know, that there's some things that you don't notice a lot of different, but there's things that it makes texture smoother. E- even ones that already looked smooth, it makes them look almost too smooth. I don't, I don't know how to e- explain it, like... It, it's the fact that they look more natural, I guess. The way light reacts to an object and stuff, it, it just, it, it plays with your mind a little bit differently when you're, especially after you've played it without RTX on, um, and then seeing it, or with it, yeah, without it on, and then seeing it on, it, it it's totally different, and 
it, it can mess with you a little bit, but then after you get going, it's like, wow, these, these graphics are so much better. These natural reflections with the lighting and that kind of really help to immerse you into what you're playing. That's what I'm seeing with it, at least right now on this live stream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I guess I mean, this the is... uh, thing that I was looking for is the, mm. the RTX almost gives some some of the just unreal or unnatural looking things an uncanny valley type look to them. You know, they almost uh, look too natural. Yeah. So they, it, it's unnatural how unnatural they look, you know, because it's kind of like valley. when kind of like when there were the changes to television sets where we were only used to seeing like a 30 hertz refresh rate and then 160 hertz refresh to, rate yeah. and, and 120 and mm-hmm. all that came up and you're seeing things moving faster on the TV and it's got more of a real world kind of like look to it instead of being slower. I, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. And you look at 4k and you're like, is that even real? Is that, is that film or is that, you know, because you're not used to looking at a picture that that moves like that, but mm-hmm. ray tracing kind of does the same thing, you know. And I don't know it. It's a good thing after your your eyes kind of get used to to it. I feel like, but yeah, it's at times it gets a little uncanny valley, even for those really unnatural looking objects, and it becomes kind of bizarre. Yeah, I think I think I can understand that. Like. Uh, The reason I I say this specifically is the level that I ended on right before we hopped on on the call to uh, record this evening was uh, a train. And some of the cars just, they look, I I actually swapped it back and forth um, and hopped out of the game and then came back to it and then came back to it with it back on. And it's like, it, it just looks so, so odd. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe unless you actually like see it, right? And it's it's one of those things I think we've talked about in the past where it, it's tough to it's tough to illustrate ray tracing unless you're actually looking at it, like right. unless you're actively looking and interacting in real time compared to watching a video where they're demonstrating it or something. It's like, okay, I get what I'm looking at here, but you don't get the real vibe of it until you're actively doing it. Right. And you know, at times I can say that, especially in a game like this, where it is all hyper neon, I could see some people mistaking the RTX's worst graphics because so many people have grown this affinity and and this like, um, I I don't know that this expectation to see, well it's a sharper image so it has to be better graphics but that's not necessarily true when it comes to video games because when you're trying to achieve the more natural look all of a sudden you know maybe graphics don't look so so great anymore because it does look more realistic, you know. Yeah, I. I can get that. I yeah, can get behind it's not that hyper argument. Sharp, you know. Yeah. I don't think like you really need to put together a really good graphics engine and the ray tracing in that to make things especially more of like that ultra realistic. Lighting is going to be one thing, mm-hmm. but the rest of the atmosphere is what's going to contribute to that. So, like you can like they've got ray tracing in Minecraft. Okay, that's great, but it's not going to really impact you the same way that 
you would be playing something like, say, Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon Zero Dawn with right. ray tracing running. There's there's a difference with that, especially because of the environments that you're working in. Uh, something like this, I mean, the way that this game is built, I think the for them to use something like ray tracing for that dynamic lighting, that's I think this is a very good game for something like that. Um, but of course, there are, like I just said, there are some applications where it wouldn't make sense. So, right. you know, I, I do I like the don't get me wrong. I mean, this game looks great. Oh, yeah. No, and it's, is... it's tons of fun. It's kind of mm-hmm. arcadey in a way, uh, but yeah. it, it's definitely all about the locomotion and and just, you know, make it to the goal and then on to the next space. And, you know, th- there's even a score thing uh, that, that you can have. And actually, uh, one of the cool things about it being is that I think its normal price is like $25. It's not a super long game is what it looks like. However, it does have a level editor where you can download user-made levels. So that that's one unique, cool aspect of it, I guess. That is one thing I do actually like about some of this, too, especially for something as immersive as this in the sense of running uh, while running the bullet time and the shooting scenarios that you can get into to be able to design your own take on it means that this is going to have content for days, mm-hmm. you know, for like, you're going to find different things here to mix it up from what's considered the base install and, and be able to at least make things feel more interesting. I mean, I, I, I imagine almost like the sense of those, uh, the speed runners who try to complete the, what is it? The gauntlet in Titanfall 2's campaign. Oh, this is definitely going to be a speed run game. I have yeah, no this doubts. Is go- yeah, there's going to be levels that are going to be built, especially for doing like speed running. Like the level of difficulty on this one is going to require you hit this type of time or something like that just because of the difficulty. It's like looking at things in Mario Maker mm-hmm. and how complex and how chaotic those can get this has that potential to offer that same level of um configuration and chaos yeah and it's kind of cool at the end of the first chapter you actually get like a metroid uh style blaster for your severed arm that you can use a couple times i don't know what the recharge on on it is because i haven't you can't really use it uh, consecutively, it's like you use it once and then it, you can't use it for quite a while. It feels like it looks like it's but, a three charge. It no. looks like you. Oh yeah, it looks no, like I you blast big holes there on the wall, and it's three charge. But it looks like you. It looks like they recharged as you go through the level. Yeah. Uh, so if you used it, like say you used one charge, there wasn't anything that came up that said that this, like you know, it's like you picked up a replacement charge. It was just that they moved on to the next area, mm-hmm. and they had another one already recovered. Well, and that that can change how how the movement goes through the game too, because there are levels where you know there'll be something that's three floors below you. Well, you can fight your way down, you know, through the first two level and the levels, and then you know the objectives right below you blow a hole in the ground, and then boom, shoot the thing, and then make your way to the exit. The other thing that's really cool is there are times where you'll encounter like small windows where they'll be high up on a wall or, you know, just regular level. Well, that that entails you to either double jump and use your dive, uh, which basically it's almost like a third 
mini jump, so it's like you dive forward, or like you'll have to jump and then use your crouch to actually slide through those like mid-level windows. Okay. So I don't know. It's just got some really, really neat things that they've thought about. Um, even for being a short game, I, I think th- this will be one that I'll, I'll go back to and, and play over and over just because it, it has that, that quick pace that you can go through it real fast, you know? Yeah, it doesn't look like it has a dull moment here to basically just feel so repetitive that you're going to be playing what in essence could be the same level over and over again. You're moving fast enough and the pace is the pace is hectic, but you're you're staying busy. You are, you know, you're completing these things and yeah. it allows you to experiment with how to approach a level as well too. Like am I going to really be using a lot of bullet time? Is going to be a lot of sliding, a lot of wall riding. You well, know, they things tell of that you, nature. when you're when you're doing the bullet time, especially if you're doing bullet time while while you're doing, you know, these stylistic type things like sliding or diving or wall running, you actually earn more bullet time. So, you know, that you want to keep doing it. And then on top of that, the enemies are less accurate when you're in bullet time. It, yeah, the game I, that's tells what you I that right off. Yeah, so that's what I noticed. It's like you're you're hyper you you've got like hyper dodge when you're in your bullet time. But it when mm-hmm. you're out of bullet time, you can get r- killed really really quick. Yep. But Yep, I get that. Yeah, I uh, that that was basically it for uh Severed Steel. Um other than that, ironically the other game that I picked up happened to be um one of two games that came out for PS5 and PS or and PC. So, uh, Deathloop is Deathloop, the other one yes. that I picked up. And man, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, of course, there I've been hearing stuff about the retarded AI. It is really dumb, but at times it is easy to get overwhelmed. And there's still so much fun to be had with the game. I'm not very far in it. Um, I want to say I just got back to the level where I can go to my apartment because it's divided up into areas. So, okay, like you'll get an objective for the area, at least where I'm at right now. I, I don't know if later on you get to pick what areas you start in and stuff after you finish or after you've uh, ended a loop because I actually haven't uh, died yet, technically. I've got a slab, which are your, like, powers, quote-unquote. Um, some of them will be, like, the blink from Dishonored, but they call it something else. Um, one's, like, a telekinesis, I guess. Uh, the one that I have right now actually gives me uh, two regenerations. So I can I can actually be knocked out, and it doesn't necessarily spawn me at the beginning of the level, but it'll spawn me a little ways back. Uh, from where I'm currently at, so I'm not right in the action. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't actually finished a full loop yet. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out the story. It the the dialogue is something else. It, it's super just fun. I don't know. It like the banter between the two, Juliana and Cole. It like 
Cole is totally oblivious at this point of the um, loop, at least at the start of the game. Okay. Which is funny because he actually, I'm I'm slowly finding out, um, and you find this out kind of towards the beginning, that he might be the one that started the loop and was controlling the loop, or at least worked security on the loop. Okay, so in some form or fashion, he was aware of it, but now that you're inside of the loop, now that he's inside of the loop... Well, now that he's he, trying to break the loop, he doesn't yeah, remember Yeah, now that he's anything. trying to break, yeah. So, so then probably yeah. is that the end game is going to be like, you know, it's kind of be like looking at things like in Bioshock Infinite, where they kind of all start to piece together when you figure out who's who and mm-hmm. what's what. And I bet you it'll be like that as you go through it. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit more ironic because, like, like I said, the 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 dialogue between Cole and Juliana uh, it can be described maybe even as cheeky. Um, okay, she'll be like, "Oh, you went, you, you got, you you wake up, and the first place you go is blah blah blah." Well, that's so original, and she, he's like, or Cole's like, "Who the hell are you?" And later on, you know, after you've had a few dialogues, he's, like, getting shit from her. And he's like, oh, I know. We've dated. Oh, yeah, we've dated. (laughs) (laughs) The plot thickens. Yeah, no, it's just (laughs) – and he doesn't entirely know even right now. Like, I I, I think he still thinks he uh, drank too much the night before and – uh, something happened, but now that he's piecing together that he worked on the loop, um, he still thinks that he, drinking may be involved, but he doesn't quite know why he's trying to break the loop. And I haven't okay. even found out about the uh, other enemies, really. Like, I found a dossier on him, but um, yeah, I haven't run into any of them because the, the levels are still so closed off. And actually, you have to visit each of the different areas to unlock new stuff to uh, do in a previous area. So I, because I haven't finished a loop yet, I'm thinking that when when the new loop starts, the one thing I take with me is that knowledge, that new objective. Kind of similar to the way it worked in Outer Wilds when you would when you would hit your 22-minute mark there and die, you retain the knowledge, the experience, and the I was understanding of, of where you earlier. need to go next. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that game earlier, and I, I couldn't quite uh, remember it, but yeah. Well, aren't the objectives for you, though? Like, I watched Giant Bomb's uh, playthrough of this, their, their 45-minute quick look, mm-hmm. and they were talking about... Um, they were talking about the only way to close the loop is you have to go and kill every person that you're running into because they all think they're, you know, they they understand that everything is just running in a loop. So they're just having the time of their lives in there. And so you have to go and kill all the people, you know, like all the main baddies in mm-hmm. there, right? Is that the case? The well, main people? Like I said, I found the dossier and I know eventually what it has to be is I believe you have to kill them in one day. Because I think the loop resets every 24 hours. So once you've gone to all four areas or you've you've gone to, you know, the areas a certain amount of times, I don't know how that necessarily works. But I think the uh, loop does reset on you. Yeah, I 
trying to remember what I was hearing from them. I don't know. Fortunately, I don't want to get it early wrong. on, I went into an area that it told me was going to be super dangerous and I shouldn't go, uh, being the library. And apparently it's an arsenal. And I got really nice weapons that I've just been carrying with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I've been using the... Uh, unfortunately, two two of the guns used the heavy ammo. But I've been using the uh, heavy revolver and the uh, single-shot repeater. and Or uh, lever action, I should say. Single action, level, lever action. And the... Uh, uh auto shotgun actually but i i only use the auto shotgun when they get close and no one's really had that opportunity as of right now (laughs) what about the turret situation you were talking to me about with uh basically being able to hack a turret and just closing a door and just letting it do its own thing have you had Um, that opportunity yet you know i haven't necessarily used it behind a door I what I've done is I just kite enemies in. I'll I'll okay. set up a turn uh, a turret behind like a corner or like I'll leave it just where it's at uh inside of a doorway. I won't even worry about the door cuz apparently they they can destroy the turrets if they see them. But what I'll do is I'll I'll piss like a bunch of them off, like throw a grenade in them and it'll kill like one or two. But then I'll I'll run down the hill just far enough that they can see me, and I'll shoot at them, and they'll chase me into this area, you know, all super fast, mow a bunch of them down with the uh, turret, and I'll just be standing there with the uh, pistol, just boom, 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 boom. Okay, so the AI itself is not as refined as maybe as it could be because no. they just keep running into bullets. No, but I. I'm still having a lot of fun with the game. I mean, it is easy to get overwhelmed with by the AI. Um, when it when it comes to how groups react, I should say, um, it works. But as single, like two or three people, uh, they're they're pretty dumb. And actually, even if you're with a group of people, and say you're you're in a building, and they're outside the building. If there's not necessarily a discernible way to get into the building without, like, just jumping into the window and mantling through the window, they will stand out there and be, like, totally baffled uh, when you, like, duck down or uh, duck around a corner and then pop back out and headshot one of them. And then they'll be like, oh, oh, Cole's here. So, I don't know. I've been playing a lot of peekaboo. It, it's still a fun game, and the the story's ridiculous. The uh, voice acting's on par. Um, I've been having fun with that one. Good, good. So it was well worth the wait then. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and it looks beautiful. Um, I I can say I did run into the uh, issue on PC that some of the other people have been having. Even after updating my card, I know I spoke to you and said that. Oh, it only happened when I, you know, started it the first time before I updated my video card. Well, it's happened a couple more times, but one of the times was super weird because it, uh, it's, it like threw the message and popped me back out to my desktop, but then 
uh, actually loaded the level, and I still was playing fine, and it never, never affected anything. I was able to save after I finished the level. That oh yeah, that's another thing I'll get to. But um, yeah, I was able to save and uh, exit the game, and the the message was actually gone by the time I exited the game. So I don't know if it like corrected itself or what happened with that. But hmm. um, yeah. Uh, but saving, there are no mid-level saves or anything like that, it seems like. So, unfortunately, once you, uh, once you get going on, on the loop on a particular area, you have to complete the objective and exit the area in order to save. So it's not, it's... It's still a problem, at least for saving, but it's not as bad as the problem was for uh, Outriders, was it? No, I, w- I wouldn't say it's not. It's not nearly that bad because there's areas that, like the objectives, you can you can take as long as you want getting to the objective and completing that that objective and clearing out enemies. Because if you go back to that area later on, there's going to be new enemies anyway. Right. And Bethesda, or was it not Bethesda, but Arcane was even saying that, like, they didn't put in a save option, like a manual save option. Everything was done via a checkpoint system because they didn't want people to save, go and do one thing and then reload and then try to do something different. They they built the game with that repetition in mind where you're going to have to go back because something else, some other variable changes there that requires you to go Mm -hmm. back and it's going to be different than the way it was. You know where everything is at least so far, but that's the whole premise of the game is that you have to loop again and go back through it. So that was arcane's rationale behind it. And because that's part of the story of at least looking at, you know, being a loop Mm -hmm. that, that's why they didn't include it. And I, I, I get that and I sympathize no, with I that. No, I fully least, agree you know. with it. Um, like I said, that I haven't really needed it. If, if you, I, I would say, though, if you're sitting down to play the game, don't mm-hmm. give yourself less than 20 minutes if you really want to take in an area a little bit. Because some areas you can pop in and with the objective, um, like when you go to your apartment, I probably could have beat that objective within 10 minutes, honestly. Um, but I spent almost 30 on it. Okay. Just because I wanted to, you huh. know, work my way up. And I actually found a better gun um, on at, at the apartment across from mine. And I was like, oh, well, I can use this to take out this group of people. Well, then I hopped down and get in my apartment and... That's that's when I found out the whole wall trick where if they can't mantle into something, then they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but, Way to go, AI. Yeah. Well, besides that, what else was there? Um, Played a little bit of Mass Effect, but not really a ton there. Um, I'm actually stuck, uh, ironically. But I think part of it is because I, I keep playing it when I'm like half falling asleep and I don't remember where I'm supposed to go. And not only that, I, I think it's one of those areas where you have to mantle onto an area that's just higher than an area that you would normally mantle onto. But I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. That 
it, it's just weird. I'm like trapped in an area. At least you've got other games to play, though, to keep this you busy is true. And while it, you try to figure out what to do next. It, it's something stupid, and if I if I would not play it, you know, when it's the last game that I'm going to play of the night, then um, I probably wouldn't have as much of an issue, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I get you. I do. Um, other than that, I did play a little bit of uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdom Battle or whatever. And Earned Luigi. I haven't actually put him on my team yet. I actually forgot to do that. Um, but I'm almost through the first world. Um, Yeah, not much else to speak there. It It's just a really fun game. Cool. Yeah, and the last one, since I'm kind of speeding through these uh, final ones to get to this one was you and I got to play some Apex. What a what a interesting turn of events that was. Yeah. Last night. Holy crap. Yeah, so a victory wow. on our what? Second match? Third technically. Third. Oh, yeah. Because third, we, well, cuz remember, cuz remember we had problems with connection. I had to do a repair on my install for some reason. You ran into issues on your part, too. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, whatever it was, that third match we were able to finally get into, we ended up winning out of nowhere with one kill each. And yeah. that one kill each, of course, were obviously the last people that we had to go against. Wait, oh, man. And it, it was super funny, too, because uh, I, I'm certain, I, I'm fairly certain you killed your guy first. But the guy that was, like, running down the hill after me, um, and I think he thought I was you. Yeah, because what I did was this. is um, I – so setting up the scenario here where I, I don't remember the name of this map, but we're in that last little bit of a circle. Um, it was going to close in about, like, 45 seconds or whatever um, or was just starting to close. And um, – the two people we're going after, of course, are up on top of this hill. We're on the lower part of the hill. We're taking pot shots at each other. They're doing a horrible job of hitting us. We're doing okay hitting them, but they keep on scooting back far enough that we can't mm-hmm. see where they go to. So we start pushing. I start shooting, of course. You start coming up to the left side of me and stay back. I run up and start shooting at their bloodhound. Their bloodhound is up on top of a rock. He sees me, but then he ducks behind the rock. I get up to the rock to hide to go around and uh, uh, hit him from the side to flank him, but he's gone, and I already I had already knocked down their lifeline. So I took them out uh, while they were knocked down, got them done, and then you started to get punched and ended up going all fisticuffs with the other one well, uh, right the, there at the, the bottom of that hill. Yeah, the ironic part about that one was uh, – so. I was sniping at the guy as he was coming down the hill. Um, after he jumped over you, um, I, I guess you you had missed that part. But he jumped over you and was running down the hill around this building and around the, the backside of this other rock that was probably about 25 meters, 20 meters away from you. And so I'm backing down the hill because... I was actually out of ammo. So I finished my sniper ammo. Um, and then I swapped to my pistol. For some reason, I had two heavy weapons at the, that time. Dumb mistake. And I start 
uh, shooting off the last like six rounds out of the pistol, and I had I had hit him, and his armor was down, and like I I knew his armor was down because the last because I had ticked on his armor, and then I know that I drew blood on him with the last shot. Well, I start running at him, and he starts jumping over me, and I'm just throwing my fist as I'm running back and forth and turning around. Well, I ended up punching him in the junk, basically, <laughs> while he was mid-jump. I didn't know that one. Okay. Yeah, because we, like, we were running in circles, and he, occasionally he would jump over me. And, yeah, I, I don't know if he ran out of ammo or if he was just, like, panicked. And he was like, what the hell is this guy doing? But, yeah, I yeah, was out the of zone, ammo. <laughs> yeah, because the zone was closing on me after I took out that lifeline. So I started making my way back down to you, and I was reloading as I was running down to you. So I took a couple shots at him, but you were able to deliver that final punch at least there. And then it's like, we won? It's like, Yeah, no, really? that, was, that was just super funny. Super funny. Yeah, and especially of course, just one on a map kill each. That, that was what was funny. Actually, well, I've never played because I, um, it's been probably over a year since I've played Apex. I I think I was on the map before this most recent change where there's that big bubble, that, that sphere of influence thing that's going on, that energy ball or whatever that's just like kind of sitting there that we can mm-hmm. like warp into uh, from uh, one different part there towards the center of the map. Um, I think that's different. So I think I've played on this map before but i couldn't immediately tell you if that was the case or not i don't play enough apex legends to tell you if that's the case or not but yeah see and i i want to say the last time that i'd played prior to this was back on xbox and they only had the one map the canyon um and the last characters that released may have been uh watson or caustic um, I think they were uh, a, a couple months, two or three months out from releasing a new map. Right, yeah. And so from those two, then I think it's another five or six characters that you are now behind besides those two. Right. So, <coughs> yeah, it's a very, uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's it's grown at least in regards to the number of players that they've, or number of characters that they've added so far, how the lore has changed as well too, especially because one of the new characters in there, um, I don't know why I want to say Valkyrie, but I'm sure that's probably wrong. I think um, that is actually her name. Yeah. She is the daughter of Viper from Titanfall 2. Oh. Viper being one of the uh, Apex Predators that you have to fight. He's the one that was in the uh, Flying Titan when you were, uh, when uh, BT threw you from, uh, sh- or when he threw you from one ship to the other. Um, oh, okay. Uh, it was that second trust me thing. Um, but yeah, the Titan that was flying around, that's her dad. And so she basically took up the mantle as uh, as a Titan pilot uh, because of him and is, yeah, I guess all sorts of evil or whatever now, though, too. So she is actually the first Titan pilot uh, character in Apex Legends. Hmm. Yeah, but no Titans yet, though, still. That leak no we saw water, where, right? yeah, that leak we had talked about in one of the news uh, live streams a few months ago or something where the next character was supposed to have their ultimate be a, a uh, Titan in sentry mode. 
well, that still hasn't materialized yet. Uh, and she has something different, but even so, it, you know, it's kind of cool at least that they're really bridging more and more of the lore together as it relates to Titanfall especially, but just give us a Titanfall 3 already. Come on. Right. That That's what I want. Yeah. But Apex was it for me. Cool. Well, speaking of new games here, let's talk about this one. So uh, last night, of course, uh, I downloaded and installed Humankind, which is a civilization type uh, RTS. And uh, I streamed it to you through Discord. Mm -hmm. It's very... Interesting, because it gives you the perception, especially if you're a, a past Civilization uh, player, like I am, with Civ 4 and Civ 5, lots of time invested into those games, that you look at it and you kind of think you have the mechanics um, right there off the top of your head that you're going to hop in and play it the same way. No, it is it is different in respect to the way you establish your cities, the way you establish your... Um, the way you establish your military and the way your um, your treaties and your civics and your culture grow because civilization, of course, kind of packs all of your civic stuff into into just one menu. And it's only one thing you pick that really covers this gamut of things that happen. Um, and then, of course, like when you send out a scouting party in civilization, if you want to create a new city somewhere, it consumes that scout party. This, on the other hand, doesn't. You can have your first scout party, which is really more like a like just um, uh, foot soldiers more than anything. They can go somewhere. You tell them that you want to uh, create an outpost. You do it, and then you have the option to evolve that into a city uh, later on. And so as you evolve it, um, then of course the ti- or the tiles will open up around for farming, for merchant, for for stone cutting, all these different things there. And then of course as your technology tree grows too, more things unlock to be able to place down and around. And each tile has different resources available to them, including those key uh, resources, the luxury resources. Uh, like we were seeing things like uh, copper. We were seeing things like uh, cotton. We were seeing sage. We were seeing. Uh, incense. There was a lot of that. And the <coughs> the method for actually getting things like wonders was also very different, too. That you had to reach a certain level of experience to be able to even unlock a wonder in the first place, but it was effectively challenging others, uh, the AI, uh, to be able to get to it faster than them. And it wasn't necessarily going through like a tech tree to go and unlock it. It was more of a, here's a big list of all of the wonders there. A wonder is available. You can go and grab it and you have to just be fast enough to do it. You can't put it into your queue, your, your building queue at your city to actually generate it. So I was able to snag, I think the Colossus of Rhodes or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you were watching me with it last night. Did you get that same vibe though? That it's like it, it's you walk you'd walk into it thinking it's civilization, but it's it, it's got its own nuances that you really have to kind of forget how you played civilization. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially you know, uh, 
like I I remember thinking, especially at the beginning, like that 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 it was awful rudimentary. Like your your turns, there just wasn't a lot to them. I was like, where where's you know your menu for you know b- developing your government? Where and then all of a sudden you hit a new age, and then all of a sudden it wasn't just the menu for government. It was you know your civics, and then stuff was happening in your cities, and then the decisions on how you uh, resolved civil disputes all of a sudden affected your civic decisions as well. That was, yeah, that was a very interesting mechanic that it actually offers some story in a manner of speaking for your civilization that even though you may follow a, um, that you may follow something specific. So I'm following, of course, what appears to be a kind of Chinese line, on things just because I liked the emphasis on science mm-hmm. um, that as your outpost in your city and your area progresses, you get these different um, you get these different scenarios that come up and you get three different options to pick from. And each option of course has not necessarily a consequence, but a, a different, path that you end up being taken on at least in regards to either bonuses or negatives uh like one for example that we saw was about a uh, the story was that someone in your village had found a cave that had mushrooms growing in it that were uh plentiful and nutritious and would be something that could potentially help supplement the food supply for your uh for your outpost for your city and that the people were upset because he didn't that the the uh, villager didn't share where this location was that it seemed like they were hoarding it for themselves instead of sharing for the greater good and so it gave you the options it's like do you do you expel the person and punish them do you uh forgive the person and have them show you where that mushroom cache is at or I can't remember the third one. I don't remember there being anything like an execution or something like that. I, there was a third one. I just can't remember what it was, but I know there was at least exile or uh, forgive and, and add. And of course, I went with the forgive and add, and that increased my food supply for, I think, like 10 or 15 turns. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about uh, watching it was the art style and art direction of the game. Uh I don't. I don't know. It was almost like they they took a I don't know almost cartoon style like comic book style for like the characters and stuff. But then it it's like painting for for the landscape and and uh, for your cities and stuff. I don't know. It, it it just it's very unique. Yeah, I like that you can zoom out on the map. And it flattens everything out to show you your territory, show you your yeah. the other nations' territories in that too. If you've explored out that far, because of course everything is is uh, fogged out until you actually explore those areas. But um, you zoom out; it flattens out the map to show you. It's very stylized. But then once you zoom in and start to get to a certain point, then the actual texture of the world. Yeah, rises you up see the and geography yeah. and stuff exactly and it's very fluid like it's not just you zoom in and then just boop, pops right up in there it's it's a very nice just gradual comes up yeah. and then gets to where it needs to be and i think i think the art's actually really good 
I really like the way that the scenery is put together. Um, it definitely feels more polished than some of the stuff I've seen in Civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, again, I think one of the big things is just that being a fan of Civilization and going into this, expecting it to be just a, a duplicate of the way Civilization has been already, you know, that was part of my problem is that I went in because it says, like, it gave you an option at the start. Like, have you played games like this before? It's like, oh, yeah, sure. So it just went the advanced tutorial route. Well, this has enough differences to it that I'd say for anybody who wants to play Humankind who hasn't done it yet and likes games like Civilization, go the easy route first to make sure you build up that knowledge base and then come back around again um, at that advanced setting or even higher because the way diplomacy works the way trading works the way uh expanding out your territory works as well too it's all very different from what we're used to in civilization yeah 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 uh so that's the first new game second new game and this was actually from a couple weeks ago and i don't think i talked about this uh was craftopia did i talk about this one with Uh -uh. you yet okay uh so this was a couple weeks ago that uh, I had hopped off. I think it was like right after we had done a live stream or something. And uh, it was the one that was like my buddy wanted to play. So this is a early release game on Game Pass. And it even gives you the nice disclaimer once you boot it up. But it is... This game needs so much more polish. I walked (laughs) into this game like not knowing what it was going to be and walked out confused and pissed off because I still didn't know what I was doing. So, Craftopia, exactly as it sounds right there, it is a crafting game. It's it's a mix of it's a mix of what feels like Valheim and I don't want to just stick directly with Valheim, but it's like a mix of Valheim meets uh, Fortnite meets Breath of the Wild, and it it, it is. It's supposed to be rooted in mythology in some way or another. Like there was some floating platform in this first area that I was in that had Anubis on it for some reason. And it's not like he did anything to you, but you could go up and just like beat the hell out of him if you wanted to. Um, But the overall goal of the game, it appears to be, is to explore all the different dungeons that are in the area. And there are doorways to progress you to the next area, which every single area is procedurally generated. So you're never going to have the same place twice as you move on and each of these places are just different islands to go to it's not it's not like just one large continent or anything that you're going to and warping through you're just moving basically island to island to progress and you craft all the different things your weapons uh your your housing your your materials your bedding and that am i looking at the right game on steam there's robots and stuff in this in craftopia yeah uh let me bring it up here just to see uh, oh, it is on Steam. Holy crap. Uh, let me see. Let me bring up this video that they actually put up here. Are you watching that first video, or are you going through looking at like the pictures and stuff? I was looking at the pictures and stuff. Like They, they have a... Uh, oh, I see that. A I, cow conveyor belt? I see that. I see what appears to be some sort of like lemon harvester with chainsaws around the edges of it in, that, in yeah. the pictures here. I have not made it that far. There are, okay. as you progress through, uh, there are different ages as you go through, like, the different things. Like, there's, like, um, and it's, 
take in like as you would like civilization if we go back to talking about like we were with humankind um mm-hmm. that as you progress through you unlock like different ages and then different uh things to build and things to materialize uh up here as you go through because obviously you wouldn't want to be in the age of agriculture uh you know like in the in the late bc early ad years and um, have some sort of robot harvester moving around, okay? Right. Or be sending up a space shuttle or something, okay? It, it's all tied into a lot of that. But it's still bizarre in a way that I can't fully understand, like, why there are some things in here that are in here. Again, it really feels like they tried to channel Breath of the Wild in this, especially. I mean, like, if you look at the... Like, I don't know if they've got any of the... Um, costumes or anything like that here but if you like look at just the thumbnail for that first uh that first video that's there on steam and you look at kind of the costume that she's wearing it looks exactly like link's uh champion costume from breath of the wild yeah yeah. so there's that and that throws off a bit but even so the way you craft things out and the way things level up and the way like you build out a skill tree for whatever reason, it's information overload. It feels like everything on your screen in your HUD is being thrown at you like just way too fast, way too much, and doesn't give you the time to digest what you're doing or even really help explain to you what you're doing. It just seems like you have a notification pop up somewhere. And as soon as you click it, it's like, why was I never aware this menu existed? Why is this a thing right now? Huh. It's it's yeah, it's very bizarre on how a lot of that gets put together. You create your own character at the beginning too. Like you actually just you you generate your own character. Um and then that's who you play with as you as you go on. So like mine some mine's some old looking dude that has a mohawk for whatever reason. Um you know, because I was just like, well, I'm just trying this out. Let's just see what happens. Right. Um, yeah. I just like how a lot of the reviews on here, especially on Steam, it's like recent reviews, mostly positive. All reviews, very positive. Uh, maybe maybe I'm not seeing it the right way. It's just it. It just seems like it's just information overload huh. in here. And there's just not an understanding of what they really were trying to accomplish with a lot of this. Like, is this a... It's like, is this a fantasy game? Is this a game that has you progressing through more of like a a real life, like, like you know, type world and situation? But then it's like, no, with what you're fighting, it's it's like they really tried to attribute a lot of things to Breath of the Wild. But I just, I don't know. It was just something to try. I definitely not going back. Yeah, and to I, it. I, I definitely, uh, of course, especially because of the picture, got those heavy Breath of the Wild vibes. Uh, especially yeah, the, the colors. art direction. Yeah, the, 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 the colors. The, the. It's not quite cell shading, but it looks like it's trying to be. Yeah, yeah. If when you get up closer to some of the enemies you're fighting, you'll see especially some of that too. Uh. The last thing I'll say here before moving on is that one place that really needs a lot of refinement is the dungeons. The dungeons that oh. are in there, um, of course, it's it's kind of staggered. It's like a two or three part dungeon that then leads to a final boss part and then some sort of ultimate reward at the end. Um, but it's like each of the different chambers where you run into enemies 
is the exact same every single dungeon. Not the enemies themselves, but the area itself. It's literally just a copy-paste with different enemies in those spots, and that's it. Um, the enemy that you actually fight, the big boss, as a part of these dungeons or temples, whatever you want to call them, uh, there's no explanation as to why they are the enemy there, why they're the boss there. There's nothing to say like, you know, this person is the protector of this this island or whatever or anything. It doesn't actually stick out like that to say why they're this way. Well, um, it is technically still an early access, so, I mean, they could change that. Oh, I agree they could, but there's no context as to why. It's like, why am I fighting this thing that looks like a Belossum from Pokemon Gold and Silver, and I'm not on any sort of island that would make me think that, like this is their domain for whatever reason. Cause you know, like you look at blossom and you look at the, you look at the flowery plant type look and it's like on the Island itself. It's just, it's what you'd almost look like. It's just pretty generic rocks, grass, some trees, some, uh, some bushes and shrubs and that around there, the animals running around. There's nothing that gives that impression that the, that the boss you're fighting in this temple even belongs here. You know, it's wow. like, it just, there's no reason for it. It's like they got a name. They they've got their abilities and such too and they they are all different in their own right, but there's there's no explanation as to why it's like why is this boss here? I get you. Yeah. That's so that's that. Anyway, I'll leave it on that one. It is on Game Pass. Uh it's free to download at least there. Early access, so of course mileage is going to vary on that. Uh next is uh, I did get a little bit of Genshin Impact in uh this last week. I did finish up uh, those temples, though, against the Dragon Storm Terror because, uh, of course, this was coming off my weird uh, rail shooter situation where I was, um, you know, flying around in the air and taking shots with some sort of weird mystical fantasy mm-hmm. R-type type blaster or whatever. Uh, so, I'm in the, uh, so the thing to do in this one is that um, going up against Storm Terror, of course – is not fighting Storm Terror himself, but more like taking down these different temples that are spread around. Because Storm Terror is supposedly the actual dragon of the that harnesses the energy and power that this city Mondstadt worships and is built on. Like it's like the Windy City or whatever. I know it's Chicago, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so it uh so. Your job is to go into the different um, temples that are around the area. They're all marked and uh, take down these, take down the enemies inside, navigate your way through them, um, and take down these like crystals that are in there that actually relate to the energy that Storm Terror charges from, or at least draws from, uh, to be able to be as powerful as it is. So you have to go through and do all those. Each of them is is structured differently, but really follows the same same path, same same thing. But uh, what they do with this, though, again, is that um, and Dan was actually Dan had commented on the uh, podcast post I'd made when we did this last one mm-hmm. was um, saying that the storm terror stuff is pretty well dragged out. That a lot of it is very tutorial based, and I I completely see that with it. That where you're at in these temples is very tutorial based. You are effectively, you have met a whole new slew of story characters and each of these story characters are staged at each of the different temples, not, not all of them in one group, 
but you get like one per temple and you mm. take them with you through the temple and they end up in your roster so that way you can rotate to them and use their powers and abilities, which um, they are tied to that temple in particular. Like I, I have not memorized names, so you have to forgive me on this. One of them um, is uh, like he's the only male that you've come across so far out of everyone that's not like an NPC. Uh, but his ability, of course, is that he has a uh, frost ability where he can actually freeze uh, water. And so one of the temples that you actually go through has different channels of water that if you freeze it, it's going to be easier for you, of course, to cross over instead of trying to jump and navigate through or do anything. An enemy walks through the water, you freeze it, you can freeze them in place and do damage. Um, of course, the freeze chains, so if there's an enemy standing right next to him that's also in the water, they'll freeze at the same time. And with the hack and slash mechanic, of course, you can hit both and do damage to both of them at the same time. Another one was uh, a librarian, uh, but she has this ability where um, a lot of her powers are more drawn from uh, the book that she has, of course, with her, but it's all electrical-based, so you're doing more like electrical-type uh, attacks on there and you have to use her ability to uh trigger another mechanic that uh like to or another mechanism to actually like unlock doors and and elevators and things as you progress through like the temple she's at um, interesting but then they become a part of the if i'm right i believe they became part of the actual character set that i could choose from uh for uh like my party as I carry on with it. I've only unlocked one non-story character so far as just a part of the 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 stuff that you earn because the game is microtransaction based, so I could pay to unlock new characters. But this was just one that I unlocked because I had enough material of some type to actually unlock them. And they were just at random. But it's also an MMO though, right? I have not actually come across any player characters in here. I'm on a server. Huh. I know that. But I'm not with any player characters, and I don't know if they appear after I'm done getting through the rest of wherever I'm at right now or if I need to change a setting. But there's nothing that glaringly sticks out that shows me any player characters. Like you don't see someone running around with their their username over their head. You just see you just see NPCs moving around. You have your enemies out in like the fields and that animals and such your treasure chests open Mm -hmm. and pick things up out of. But you don't have anybody running through. So if they're there, I'm not seeing them. Huh. I don't know. I, I still have yet to check it out. I, I I do actually have it installed and updated. Well, I think okay. it's updated on my PC. Uh, but And, of course, I've got it on mobile as well. But, uh, yeah, I just... I don't know. Haven't, haven't really uh, had any time or... I guess when I did have the time, just didn't didn't want to put forth the effort to to starting a new one, because uh, yeah. I, I I don't I understand want to learn a new system right now. <laughs> yeah, and with a lot of stuff going on in Genshin Impact, there the number of menus and sub menus and customizations and alterations that you can make. I yeah, I would say if you're playing something else that's very story heavy or very mechanic heavy. I wouldn't put the emphasis into trying to play like to play something like Genshin Impact right now. Right. I just wouldn't. Uh what I would say though at least with it is that, you know, I still do appreciate it for what it is. It's definitely not one of those things that 
I see myself at least just yet, like being able to sit back and play like hours on, I could see like sinking an hour into it. Mm. Um, just because it does feel like there is a lot going on. And I'm kind of under this impression right now that, you know, it's like where I'm at in the tutorial, of course, like, okay, this is great. But what happens once this is done? There's going to be story things to do. There's going to be questing, like general daily questing things to do. Like I think like World of Warcraft in the MMO sense where it's like, here's your dailies. Here's your weeklies. Here's your monthlies. Get those done. But outside of that, it just seems like there's a lot of paths to take. And it just seems like it might end up being one of those overwhelming things where it's like, I can't make a decision on how to approach this next. Oh, man. So, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's a very pretty looking game. I'm glad it is accessible across PC and phone. So I can take it with me when I'm not playing at home. And if I'm home and I want to play, I can bring that up too. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Last few games, of course, uh, you and I played some Halo Master Chief Collection. We started playing Halo Reach together. Um, We also, let's see. I don't know if we did anything else on that front. I think it was just Halo Master. We did did some multiplayer in Halo. We're still terrible at multiplayer in Halo. Um, But we did start up Halo Reach campaign co-op and we're actually a, uh believe it or not uh a a decent chunk of the way through yeah yeah i'd say so With at least pacing. For, yeah i'd say we're probably okay yeah. right now um yeah we're probably at least not quite a fifth mhm but getting close yeah getting real close yeah, and then on the Series X, uh, just some Forza and some Katamari with the kids. Nothing crazy to report on that one. Just the, just some of the usual stuff there. Oh, I guess I will make mention, I have been playing some more PUBG as well, too. Because I'm actually, or excuse me, PUBG Battlegrounds, because whatever reason they decide to go that route with that stupid naming. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's that's just another one that, like, years ago I was absolutely terrible at, and now I'm just, I'm better than ever. Even though I'm not winning or anything like that, like I'm not going all the way up to first place, um, I'm still at least nailing at least two kills, like at least two kills a game, which compared to how I was years ago, you know, I'm definitely much better off. So, but that's, that's it for me. So, oh, I I did think of one last one just as a quick mention. I I did pick Mm -hmm. up uh, Slay the Spire on uh, phone, actually. That's right. You were telling me about that last night. Yeah, um, it works great. Um, I know that uh, on on the uh, Google page it says that they've had issues with uh, the game just forgetting. Uh, the one thing I will say, sometimes it takes a long time to sync the game, which just kind of sucks. But on the same, other hand, uh, even if the game's like full closed... It's nice to be able to to pop it, open the game, and start my run right where I was at. That's cool. You know, not have to sign into uh, to the uh, Game Pass or whatever on my mobile app and and stream it. I can actually just play the game. Cool. That's actually really neat. But yeah, cool. You want me to do the that, outro? That's, yeah. That's all. That's all. You take it away. All right, well, you let us in, and I will lead everybody out of here. So that is it for this week's episode, of course. If you've been listening to us, I mean, I swear to God, you guys have to like us out there. At least a couple of you guys do. And if you do, 
the best thing you can do is tell your friends about us. If you like listening to our episode, share it out with them. Share out some of the different timestamps out there just to say, hey, listen to them at this point in time and make sure to direct them to our home platform, anchor.fm slash the dash NPCs dash podcast, the home of our podcast. You can find all the links to every single platform that we're on there. So please make sure to share that out. That helps us out. And of course, we like doing this. So that's why we keep doing it. Of course, you can also catch us on social media, Facebook and uh, Twitch, or not Twitch, Facebook and Twitter at the NPCs podcast. We have a Twitch. We don't really use it, though. That's just there. Um, Of course, we're also on YouTube at the NPCs podcast. So make sure to go and follow us on every single thing that we have out there, too. With that, that's it for us this week. We'll catch you guys all next week. Bye-bye.